Hello to the boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News today. Courtesy of our friends across the pond at Boxing247.com. And as you know, I rant and rave quite often about the heavyweights. And today we're going to start off the show with a show, with a show, with a story about a heavyweight being signed to a company called Everton Red Triangle. And uh, it's noteworthy only because I've been talking about how clogged up the heavyweight uh, division is, but there doesn't seem to be any shortage of managers and or promoters who are willing to get behind uh, these fighters, as was evidenced on the weekend by the Derek Tazora Pula fight and uh, its outcome. Anyway, Everton's Red Triangle uh, has uh, signed to add to their uh, pool of talent that mainly includes the bantamweights and featherweights. Uh, they have uh, broken the mold, they say, and signed uh, a London heavyweight fellow by the name of Bama Brown. Now, I'm, I'm not sure if that's Boma Brown or Bama Brown, B-O-M-A. Anyway, it looks like a good guy. A, there's a great story on Boxing247.com. It is a bit lengthy, though. Uh, I just wanted to give you the headline here, uh, start the show off with a, with a bit of a story about the heavyweights, because I'm going to conclude this episode with a story about the heavyweights that I've discovered that I think will make for interesting reading and interesting listening on your part. So moving along here, with respect to recent results, yeah, you might have heard Ray Vargas defeated Mark McSeo and uh, Brendan Figura and Frank Martin both win. Anyway, let's go on to Mexico's Ray Vargas, who became a two-division world champion Saturday night as he rose from a knockdown and boxed and banged his way to WBC featherweight world championship against Mark McSeo by split decision in a dramatic showdown that headlined live on Showtime from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio in a PBC event. I'm at a loss for words, said an emotional Vargas post-fight. I worked hard for this. I want to thank God, my family, my trainer, Nacho Berstein. Uh, first title I won, I enjoyed it really greatly, but this is a special. This win is for me. So fair enough. Congratulations to Ray Vargas, and I'm sure we'll see uh, both he and Maxeo back in the ring shortly. Uh, as I was saying earlier, let me just quickly scroll down a little bit here. In the co-main event, hard-hitting former world champion Brandon the Heartbreaker Figueroa, who's now 23-1-1, with 18 knockouts, returned to the win column with a dominant six-round knockout over Carlos Castro in their WBC featherweight title eliminated, which I mentioned last week. Uh, elsewhere, in the telecast opener, unbeaten rising star Frank Martin, who's now 16 and over 12 knockouts, showed the full complement of skills has made him one of the most talked about up-and-comers in the 135-pound division, as he delivered a methodic, method, method, methodic, methodical, nah, you're right, destruction on his way to stopping Jackson Martinez, uh, 19 and three or seven knockouts in the 10th and final round. Methodical. Anyway, <laughs> I'll let you uh, toy that one through. Um, Rashidi Ellis absolutely uh, had a fantastic win over Jose Mavrufo. I believe that was part of the uh, yep part of the uh, knockout of the week. Uh, it was a stoppage replacement, by the way. Jose Mavrufo. Ellis dropped Mavrufo twice in the first two minutes of the frame for follow-up attack. Force referee Ellis Johnson to halt the action in uh, the round. So additional streaming saw San Antonio native Ramon Cardenas, 21-0 with 10 knockouts, edging a unanimous decision over Venezuela's Michael Banquez, who's 22. 
with uh, 14 knockouts. Hmm. Anyway, the event was promoted by TG Promotions down in uh, San Antonio, and the Martins Marinez Bell was promoted in association with Man Down Promotions. Good for them. Let's look to see more out of San Antonio. It's a great city to visit if ever you're there in Texas. Let me move along across the road, though, to Florida, Plant City, where we saw Panamanian contender Cesar Rainman Pences, now 11 0, six knockouts captured. Uh, the W, no, sorry, the NABO junior welterweight title with a unanimous decision win over former world champion Raimundo Beltran, who's now 37 10 and won with 23 knockouts in a pro box main event on Saturday evening out of Plant City. And that's in Florida, as I say, just across, well, depends how you look at it, but just down the road from uh, San Antonio, a few hundred miles. <laughs> it was a great fight, said Cesar Francis. He made me think a lot. He was very crafty. There's a reason why we were champion. I know I have great power, but I just have to let my hands go. I look back at the tape. I get better from this because I need to work on my finishing my opponents. We're going to keep working and keep getting better and work on getting a world title. In the co-main event, Curtis Harper out of Jacksonville scored an upset majority decision win over German heavyweight Christian Thun. Um, did I say heavyweight? More on that later. There are other uh, undercard results on Boxing247.com. I invite you to go along to that story and read uh, who won on the undercard. Uh, coming up this week, uh, Kazuto Ioka going up against Donny Nietes in their rematch. That'll take place in Tokyo uh, this Wednesday and a couple of days' time, depending on where you live in the world. Uh, this will be occurring on the 13th of July at the Ota City General Gymnasium. That's in Tokyo. Kazuto Aoka has warned Donny Nietes to be prepared for a more aggressive version of himself in their WBO title rematch. The rivals clashed in 2018 when the vacant junior bantamweight belt was on the line, with Filipino hero Nietes winning via split decision. Now was after 12 closely fought rounds. Nietes would vacate the title soon after, allowing Aoka a second stab at glory, and the Japanese fighter has reigned as WBO champion for over three years. So the pair meet again in Tokyo on Wednesday night. And though Aoka has complimented the intelligence and durability of the 40-year-old, he plans on turning the heat up on Nietes at this time. He was very tough, very smart fighter, Aoka told Ring Magazine. He moves well and counters very good. But I don't recall being hit hard and getting troubled, so I believe I can go after him more aggressively this time. So we wait on that result. Let's have a look here. Joe McGrail. Going in the ring. All right. At the Stadium of Light in Sunderland. I might have mentioned this last week. Let's uh, see what we got here. Joe McGrail will box for a second time in just 15 days after being confirmed to fight in Sunderland next weekend. The Liverpool Super Bantamweight defeated Stefan Nuklai in Barnsley at the start of the month and is next in action Sunday, July 17th at the Stadium of Light on a Phil Jeffries promotion. So I guess we'll be seeing uh, Joe McGrail again. Uh, he's now 4-0, but we don't know who his opponent will be at this time. And that's to be announced. So when we go to Nick Ball, who's going to face Nathaniel Cocolo. Cocololo. Oh, my God, I'm in trouble with the names today. Uh, Nathaniel Cocololo on the Copper Box card on July 16th. Rising featherweight star Nick Ball will take on N Namibian Nathaniel Cocololo in a cha change of opponent at the Copper Box Arena on July 16th. The ferocious Liverpool puncher will be making his first defense, the WBC silver title he won by stopping 
Isaac Lowe at Wembley in April. He was originally due to fight uh, for the vacant British title against Daniel Collins, that's right. But the Scot was forced to withdraw due to injury, and the battle for the Lonsdale belt will go ahead at a later date. Kakololo, 33 years of age, holds a record of 14-3-1 with six stoppages, and he last fought in May with a six-round stoppage over Kaisumu Hamad Haj. He won the African Union featherweight title in August 2019 and made a successful defense in December before stepping up to fight for the WBO intercontinental title in June of last year when he dropped the majority decision of the 27-0 Oleg Malinovsky in Ukraine. The exciting card at the Copper Box is headlined by new middleweight tender Hamza Shiviaz, who takes on Francisco Torres for the prestigious WBC silver title. So there you go. Also on that bill, by the way, is going to be Dennis the Menace McCann. I'm sure we'll have more on him at a later date. Speaking of upcoming fights that everyone's looking forward to, Jake Paul is about to go into the ring against Hasim Rahman uh, Jr. Uh, at Madison Square Gardens. That's going to be uh, August 6th. Showtime Sports and MVP yesterday announced the international superstar. <laughs> Then air quotes, Jake Paul will dramatically step up his level. Of that is true. Will dramatically, dramatically step up his level of competition when he faces heavy-handed Ashim Rockman, son of the legendary former two-time heavyweight world champion Ashim Rockman Sr. On Saturday, August 6th, from Madison Square Garden in New York City, the cruiserweight battle is scheduled for eight rounds. Um, on the, also on this uh, card, rounding out the undercard uh, are separate bouts involving two sports. Most exciting and rapidly rising prospects, unbeaten knockout artist Brandon Lee, 25-0, 22 knockouts, and quick-fisted Ashton Sylvie, 7-0, 7 knockouts, will look to take their next steps in their accelerated development before uh, Paul and Rockman go head-to-head and settle their differences. And Serrano defends her featherweight belt. So that's right. Amanda Serrano is also on this card. Uh, who's she fighting? Uh, ah, power punching Argentine Brenda Lapmita Carabajal. Uh, so they'll be co headling on August 6th, and a press conference is upcoming uh, featuring these fighters. So there you go. As you all know, Jake Paul, 5 0. Debatable whether he's fought real boxers, but he's certainly picked a real boxer this time around. Uh, Rackman Jr. is 12 1 with six knockouts. Uh, but they're familiar with one another, apparently, from their days as sparring partners. So it was Rockman Jr. who helped Paul prepare for his pro debut against Anselm Gibb, which, which Paul won in spectacular fashion, as we all might recall, via first-round knockout. That was back in January 2020. So time is moving past. All right, all right, here we go. What I promised you, as I've always been saying, uh, the heavyweight division seems to be a little bit clogged. So let's not continually talk about uh, the Joe Joyce's, Deontay Wilder's, those kinds of fellas. Tyson Fury, as we know, he's all retired now. And AJ and Usyk are coming up. But let's not talk about that. A fellow by the name of Ken Hisner uh, over at BoxingNews24.com has written uh, an interesting article that I just discovered. And it's uh, he's talking about the young heavyweights that are moving up. And when I put young, uh, in air quotes, uh, some of these guys aren't young. Well, okay, they're young compared to me. But uh, let's have a quick look here. Let's say less than 25 fights. He starts off his list of uh, fellows that have outstanding records and are talented enough to be champions one day. 
in his opinion. And I don't know if this is in any particular order. Let me just read through. He starts off with uh, Joe, Joe Joyce, 13-0. Uh, Philip Pergovic, uh, without a doubt, out of Croatia, 14-0. Certainly one of uh, my favorites, Martin Bacoli, uh, out of uh, Congo originally, but uh, fights out of Scotland these days. And keeping in mind, he's defeated Tony Yoka and Mary Um Nathan Gorman, 19-1, out of the UK. He's only lost to uh, Daniel Dubois. Uh, and in his last bout, he stopped Thomas Salak and uh, Russian uh, Mohamed Soltby. Um, Martin Siwi out of Poland. Uh, Cassius Cheney out of uh, Connecticut, American. Ivan Daiko out of Kazakhstan. Bakhodir Jalalov out of Uzbekistan, uh, fighting out of Brooklyn, New York these days, though. Um, Rafael Akbajori out of Lagos, Nigeria. No, but now training in Miami, Florida. Ebenezer Tete out of Ghana, uh, joining our boy F.A. Um, oh, by the way, uh, Tete's only loss was to du Dubois as well. So Dubois standing in uh, good stead in this list, I'll bet. Uh, Stephen Big Shot Shaw out of St. Louis, Missouri, 16-0, by the way. Uh, Ajit Kavayal, 22-0 out of Germany. Um, certainly my favorite in this list, Jared Big Baby Anderson, 11-0 out of Toledo, Ohio. And he rounds out, this this writer rounds out his list uh, with Cash Ali, 21-1 out of the UK. There are some comments um, with respect to this fellow's article. Uh, certainly listing uh, Daniel Dynamite Dubois, 18-1. He's only lost to Joe Joyce. Um, he's also mentioning Trevor Bryan. Uh, he's also mentioning Nathan Gorman, uh, Richard Lardy, Kaitoro Fujimoto, Ricardo Schneiders. Uh, other, other chaps uh, mention uh, Mukmudov, yes. Uh, Cruz out of uh, Cuba, Nakia out of uh, New Zealand, Torres Jr. out of the U.S., uh, Fraser Clark out of the U.K., um, uh, okay, there are, there are some names here yeah, you all might be familiar with. Hugh Fury, I mentioned uh, F.A. Agjaba, Otto Wallen, Fabio Wardley, uh, Zhilai Zhang, um, Johnny Fisher, haven't heard of him, Justice Huni, and Lawrence Akoli. So we've got who actually is a cruiser, uh, but uh, we certainly expect him to move up. So. There are some some heavyweight names uh, you might want to write down, take a look at, keep track of, uh, and let's hope that uh, we get some televised fights featuring these guys. Uh, especially my favorite, Big Baby Anderson. He's a he's a he's a great fighter, and I really look forward to seeing him uh, fight into the future. And there you have it. There's all the news fit to print today. Thank you very much for joining me here on Talk and Fight on Boxing News today courtesy of our friends at Boxing247.com. Uh, I invite you to join me at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, when I join uh, both Cedric Ben and Mike War at 4 for Knuckle Up. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. And as I said, we'll see you later on. Thank you.